Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think often about my ancestors who struggled for freedom. And as I think of those giants and their broad shoulders, I also think about Joe Biden, who says, if you aren't voting for me, you ain't black, who argued that Republicans would put us back in chains, who says there is no diversity of thought in the black community. Mr. Vice President, look at me. I am black. We are not all the same, sir. I am not in chains. My mind is my own. And you can't tell me how to vote because of the color of my skin. Daniel Cameron, the Attorney General for Kentucky. That was a mic drop last night. And that's why that Biden quote will forever haunt him. If you ain't voting for me, you ain't black. That that was such a mistake and such a problem. However, Lightning, do you know what the comeback some Democrats have had to that Cameron speech? No. What's the comeback? And this is one of the things that ends up happening in these things. But the comeback is, that's nice. How come you haven't arrested anybody that killed Breonna Taylor yet? He's the attorney general in Kentucky. So uh, th- there's always a thing. There's always a slam. Then there's always a slam back. And you just sort of go on. That's what happened last night at the RNC. And there was a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, let's go over it a little bit. And, and one of the reasons why I want to go over it is because I think there was a lot of interesting decisions that was made by the RNC last night. Some good, maybe some not so good. I don't know. But – Let's start with this, Lightning. I know the one speech you were absolutely adamant you wanted to see was Melania's speech. Did you give that thing a grade yet? Did I grade it? Yeah. I wasn't even trying to grade it. Did you like it, not like it? Yeah, I liked it, yeah. I mean, I thought that it was... uh, I liked... I thought it was classy. I liked her uh, her comment about how... Basically, she didn't want to waste any time attacking the other side because she saw what happened a week ago, and then that's not helping any. I think that was her best line. I thought that and was brilliant. I, we had, we've talked about that. Yeah. Like, again, Andrew Yang tried to warn Democrats, like, Donald Trump is not our problem. We can't just keep talking about him and everyone won't sit down. And they just keep ripping Trump because they cannot help themselves. But M- Melania has it right, which is that I don't want to sit here ripping other people. Like, let's just talk about where we're at, where I'm at, what we need to be doing, what what I hope to get across, et cetera. And she did that, which was great. There was some hiccups in there. There yeah. was some stuff that was good, some other stuff that was like, yeah, I don't know. I liked a lot when she was talking about the suffragette stuff, women getting the vote. I thought that was pretty effective, mm. the 19th Amendment. Um, she told a story about being in, on that trip to Africa and how the guy had told her riveting stories about slavery, and I thought that was pretty good. Then she told that story about being in Belgium and finding out that the kid that needed the heart transplant had gotten the heart. Uh, And I I thought that one was weird because she never really finished it. Like, I kept waiting to hear that she stayed in contact with him, that the kid's doing well. Like, she just said that they'd heard he got a heart and she couldn't 
stop thinking about him. Okay, but where where is that? Like I I didn't get the payoff in that story mm. for me. But overall, I thought Melania did very well. What I wanted to ask you, Lightning, though, optics are everything. What did you make of the catwalk to the podium that she did with the long camera <laughs> shot following her? I was I was actually, I'm not going to lie, I was watching her legs to see if she did the crosswalk, like the runway model cross-leg yes. walk. I was, that's all I was thinking about. I mean, so, that's I what mean, all anybody was thinking yeah, about. I was mean. Like, wow. The former model is going to do this. They've set this up where she is going to have this long walk down, and she did. If you got it, you got it. Own it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what? Flaunt it. I like it. You know, I was into it. I was, like, totally analyzing the outfit. I was analyzing the walk. I was into it. Did you like the outfit? That's what a a $2,500 jacket or something I uh, thought I read. Um, not Maybe my I favorite. Maybe I had that wrong, but not, I thought I saw that. Was, mm, it a, was it a McQueen, Alexander McQueen thing? I don't know, whatever. Me, me talking You talking about fashion is hilarious. It's almost like when you let me keep going, I almost should have just let you keep going and see if you would Somebody keep said it was made by McQueen, and I'm like, Steve McQueen? Oh I, he's been gone for a while. Stop but. it. Stop it. Uh, I, I honestly didn't love the outfit. Uh, I It seemed a little bit too... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Militant to me. Uh, I I would have liked more of a. Mm, I don't know. I would have liked like a really nice. Uh, I I can't just not that. I didn't like the color. It was too militant for me. It wasn't terrible. I mean, she looked fantastic though. She looked great. I mean, she looks great, and I feel like whatever she wears. But it wasn't my favorite outfit by her. So that's I mean, that's my take on the outfit. All right, 617-266-6868, your thoughts on day two of the RNC. And I, I'll I'll hit you with a couple of questions. If you were the party planner last night, for lack of a better term, if you were organizing this thing, I think there's three things that you got to – would you have done it the way they did it? Would, would you have done in these three circumstances? Number one is, would you have had Mike Pompeo appear and make a speech for the president? This has caused all the Hatch Act stuff because no sitting Secretary of State before apparently is, has spoken at these things. And when you are part of the administration and you have national security issues, they generally, not generally, it's a, it's, this has been the rule up until this point. You do not speak. Now, it's not impossible that a cabinet secretary speaks as we found out everybody that's screaming and yelling about how how outrageous this was quickly then found out that Kathleen Sebelius spoke in 2012 while she was HHS secretary so it has happened before and it has happened on the democratic side however this is the secretary of state so one should Pompeo have testified two the swearing in ceremony lightning yay or nay on that I, it seemed a bit a bit too flashy for me. Like you know what I'm saying. It kind of just seemed like, look at us, look what we're doing. It just seemed a little. I don't know. I was. I guess I'll say nay, nay on it. What I always tell you is, you got to look at these things not when your guy is doing it, but you got to picture them when the other side is doing it. And what would your reaction to be? And if you can't live with that, then you can't be in favor of your guy doing it. I would be okay with Barack Obama running for re-election, swearing in some citizens. I w- because I just think that moment is always cool, 
And the idea that it would be have that little added extra, not only did I get sworn in as a citizen, I did it at the Republican convention or the Democratic convention, and it was the uh, the president himself who did it. I just think that that's cool. And I, I get that some people are worked up that you're using your office and it's not supposed to be and blah, blah, blah. But I don't have that big a problem with that one. I, it was... It was a little jarring when I first looked at it, like, wow, are we doing this? But I'm okay with it. That leads me to the third one. Pardoning somebody on live TV in your convention. Yay or nay on that, Lightning? Mm, I'm a nay on that, too. (laughs) That's our poll question. Are you okay with Trump issuing a presidential pardon live on TV? He did it for an African-American who was a bank robber, has changed his life around totally. Seems like a pretty good candidate for a pardon actually what little i've read about him um but what do you make of that happening and that one (laughs) i laugh only because i'm like man who who thought that up was that trump did he do that but i get why they did it but it just it it was a little too showy for me like show-offy for me and i get that's part of the goal like you can't doing you can't have people buying votes. And one of the issues there is, I mean, the, the the ability to pardon someone is such a, it's such a powerful thing. And so I get where the temptation is. Look, I want to show people this and I want to, I want to do it right in front of you at the moment when I know you're watching. Okay. I get that. But it also has the, like, I don't want people to be like, look, we're down in the polls. And we need to sway African-American votes, so let's start pardoning African-Americans or whatever the demographic is down the line in history. I don't want the thing to be used as a blunt object just to win votes. And it's not hard to see how that could be abused massively there. So in the end, I guess I'd have to say no on presidential pardons during conventions. I am okay with the swearing-in ceremony, however, because it can be done, and I'm okay with it. I can live with it. I sort of look at this as like no harm, no foul. I know people are going to scream and yell and say, my God, to use the White House, and Melania's speech at the Rose Garden didn't bother me. I know other people get worked up about it or pretend they get worked up about it, but but it didn't bother me. The pardon would be the one I think that I'm like, eh, let's, let's rein that in. Let's not do that again. Agree or disagree? 617-266-6868. Your thoughts on the RNC? Now's the time. And what do you make of pardoning someone alive on TV? What do you make of the swearing-in ceremony live on TV? What do you make of Melania's outfit if you want to go there since Lightning did? All of that's on the table when we come back. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. It's VB in the middle. If I can give a plug to the Chieftain in North Attleboro, that'll probably be our first place. The Chieftain? So what would yeah. be, what's the thing you're going to get when you go? Do you know? Do you have a staple there? I don't care. I just want somebody to serve me. I just don't want to anymore. <laughs> That's the line of the day right there, Kristen. I just want somebody to serve me. I don't care what I'm getting, but I'll tell you this. You're going to bring it to me. Serve me. Now back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. So let's talk about the RNC last night. Your thoughts, uh, what grabbed you, what didn't work for you, if anything didn't. Would you have had Trump pardon somebody live during the RNC? Would you have had him do the swearing-in ceremony? 
that bother you? Did it not bother you? All of that on the table. I'll give you a couple of observations, Lightning, then I'll come to you, and then I want to get your call, 617-266-6868. One of the people that I thought was really effective last night, I don't know if you guys saw him. He was early and not a celebrity or anything, so if you're doing the old checking in and checking out, you might have checked out, but there's a guy named John Peterson. He runs a uh, metals company in Wisconsin. Obviously, he was on in Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a swing state. You know the drill there. I think it's Schutz Metal, S-C-H-U-E-T-T-E-S. Anyway, he was he was really effective if you listen to him because what he was telling you was, we've been in business for 50 years. I bought the, Me and my brother bought the company from our uncles, and we had been doing really well. And then that 2009 came. Uh, the Great Recession, for lack of a better term. And he said we were really struggling. And the whole point of his conversation was, or his speech was, that the Obama-Biden administration wasn't helpful to them at all in their time of need. And they actually put up roadblocks, as he put it. And what ended up happening was he had to do the hardest thing he's ever had to do, which is he had to start laying people off. And as he said, look, we are, we were... We're a family business. They, you know, we pride ourselves on that, and we know these people, and we raise families together, and we care about these people. And I had to start laying people off, and it was terrible. And for two years, it was really touch and go. We were scrambling and scraping and trying everything we could do to keep the business afloat. And then what he said was President Trump came into office, and everything changed. And he talked about how Trump has cut regulations. Trump understands business. He understands how to help businesses. And his business went from dire straits while Obama and Biden were in office, so he says. And now they're up to 165 employees. They're kicking ass. And they were up 25% two years ago. They were up another 25% last year, right up until coronavirus hit. And he was talking business. And he's, he was specifically saying when Biden was in office as the vice president versus when Trump was in office as president, here's what happened to my business in Wisconsin. And I thought he was really good. I thought it was effective. And I'm sure the guy's, you know, a conservative Republican anyway, but it was a good speech. I, I, I liked that one a lot. That then leads me lightning, and I got to get your reaction to this. Nicholas Sandman's speech. Yeah. So I'll come to you in a second on that. My my one take on Peterson, by the way, the, the metal guy, is this. I thought it was a really good speech, and I know they did some of that at the DNC as well. In the end, I wonder, does any of that matter, though? It's sort of like character references when you apply for a job uh, or you're, you know, you're, you you hire a contractor do you have references yeah i'm gonna need to call do those do those matter do you actually make those calls i mean this guy was basically a character reference for trump but does it matter it's like in a uh, trial when you do victim impact statements they're they're unbelievable television they're so sad i know that people want to be heard and so you let them be heard but do they affect the outcome of anything really and i i my guess is when a small business owner like that speaks at one of these conventions it's a great moment for him but in the end it doesn't matter then we get to Sandman, who I think also doesn't matter, but he was there almost as a celebrity at this point, Lightning, and he was a guy that was there who could explain to you what happens when what the Republicans are telling you what the Democrats are all about when you're a victim of that thing. And I thought he was really good. You know what else I thought? 
I thought that Nicholas Sandman gets under the skin of Democrats in the same way that Greta Thunberg gets under the skin of Republicans. Am I overstating that? Uh, that's a fair representation or accurate uh, comparison, I should say. I did see your comment about that. Was it on Twitter? I yeah. think I did see. I did, and I did agree with you on that one. Well, I think Joe that's Lockhart, fair... former Clinton guy, couldn't help himself, and he goes to Twitter and says, "Look, I get that this is a convention, but I don't need to hear from this snot-nosed elitist kid from Kentucky." I did see that, yeah, because that's because he can't. They just can't. First of all, oh, so when they go low, we go high. I'm going to refer to him as that <laughs> snot-nosed elitist kid. Snot-nosed elitist. Or a kid. How about that? I thought normally we wanted young people to get involved. So this guy gets involved, and now he's a snot-nosed elitist from Kentucky. Yeah, okay, sure. At the end of his speech, did you think he was going to do what he did, Lightning? I thought, you know what, I didn't see it coming, and I should have. It made sense, but I thought that was kind of a... A nice cherry on top at the end. I did like it. I did like it. Because that. why? Because was... I think you tend to be pro-Trump. I mean, you've never said who you're voting for, but if you like Trump, I think you thought that was phenomenal. If you don't like Trump, man, I, you know, that was nails on a chalkboard when he well, put that MAGA hat on. Well, and he, for a brief moment, he flashed that grin that was so controversial. I just like when people... I thought it was good because he's yeah. still defiant. Like, you guys have tried to paint me as something that I'm not, and I'm not going to let you win. I'm not going to do it. So I'm putting the, the very thing <laughs> that caused all the trouble, I'm still going to do it because, no, you don't get to frame me. I, th- I, I was fine with it, but... Uh... It was one... You could just hear... Like, I could hear my mother. I could hear one of my brothers just... No, he didn't. And I could just, I know they were just screaming at their television when that happened. And I was kind of the opposite because I like when people just kind of push the envelope and I like when people just kind of stick it in your face, regardless of my political viewpoint on different topics. But I actually think I did talk out loud and say something because I was the only one watching it that I was like, that's great. Like, I just kind of started like, I think I kind of just chuckled to myself. I'm just, you know, I just kind of found humor in it. I feel like he's got a little bit of Trump in him because oh, that was yeah. a troll oh, yeah. job if ever there and was. And I love one. a good troll job. That's why I was like, that's great. Like, I just. <laughs> I also know? thought he was like, you know what? I need to be a meme. So here, have this. Because he knew him bending his head down and then coming up and putting that on, boom, everyone was going to freeze that. Absolutely. And that's that look. So anyway, that's my view of it. Howie's coming up next. He's going to talk a lot more about it. The Pences are tonight, Christy Nome is tonight. There's a couple of Trump surprises. There's some stuff at Fort McHenry apparently going. So we'll keep an eye on all of it. We'll discuss that tomorrow. And obviously, we're going to keep an eye on Kenosha. And we're going to have a lot more to say on that as the National Guard and federal troops move in. Be safe and be smart, people. Take notes tomorrow at noon. Let's compare them right here in the middle. VB in the middle. WRKL. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.